Uh, I want to tell you a story of something actually that happened to me a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I was in London, I had a meeting with a guy up in Westminster, and I had two hours to kill, and I thought, I don't know what you'd do, but I sort of Googled timeout, sort of, maybe I'll go and do something. And the thing came back with a Tate Britain, um, you know, art, art gallery uh, in, near Westminster. And uh, there were two exhibitions on. I don't know what you would pick. There was Impressionists in London, or there was this one by this sculptor called Rachel Whitred. And I thought, I'll go to that one. I don't know. I don't know much about sculpture. I'll just do that. It might be uh, something, something new. So I turned up. You know what it's like. I walked in. Has anyone been there, by the way? Has anyone been to Tate Britain? few of you. So I walked in, I went up to the desk, there was a lady there, I said, um, could I have an adult ticket for uh, Rachel Whitred? She said, it's Rachel White Reed. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, I still just want a ticket, you know, adult ticket. And uh, she said, that's 16 pounds. I said, 16 pounds? She said, yes, yeah, 16 pounds. Is there an echo in here? And I'm like, okay. So I said, can I have one of those audio guides? Who, who likes the audio guides thing? You know, you put them on. I quite like them because you miss everything. I mean, I don't really get this stuff. So, so she said, you can't know. And I said, why not? She said, there isn't one, but you can have this. She gave me this guide that was the size of a postage stamp, really. And uh, I walked uh, to try and find this big gallery. And you know what these places are like, you know, uh, it's quite hazardous, you know, piles of rubbish can be multi-million pound uh, exhibits or unmade beds, you know what I'm talking about. It's gonna, so I'm walking along, trying not to trep on anything, I, there was someone had dropped a lunch box, I thought maybe that's a piece of art, you know, I'll just walk past that. I don't, I don't know whether it was or not. I walked into um, basically this massive gallery, size of a football pitch. And on my left, there's this massive uh, staircase. I mean, it's, it's really absolutely humongous. And that's there. And in this corner, there's uh, a big, just huge bookcase. And then over here, there's uh, some mattresses piled up against the wall. And uh, there's another mattress. And then everyone seems to be the sort of thing that everyone's sort of buzzing around uh, like bees around a honeypot, is this pink hot water bottle. And uh, I'm thinking, okay, uh, fantastic. And there's this guy, he's got the Armani glasses, he's got the hair, he's got the emo beard, and the skinny jeans, you know, and he's sort of... <laughs> and everyone's listening to what he's saying, taking notes, and I couldn't really hear what he was saying. And uh, I sort of walked around, I went there, I went to that one, I went to that one, I came back there. And I just thought, this is, I just don't get it. It's a complete waste of time and money. And uh, I, I have to say, I just, I just left after about 15, 20 minutes. But the really uh, annoying thing was that it sort of got under my skin. I just thought, this is a, a waste of time. I left, uh, but it sort of bugged me a little bit. Now, I, I don't know what your spiritual journey is. I don't know whether you're involved in the church or not. I haven't always been involved in the church. I haven't always been a Christian. And going to that art gallery reminded me a bit about going to church for the first time. I just didn't get it. I thought it was a bit of a waste of time. And, you know, I, I just didn't really understand it. But the annoying thing with this Rachel flipping exhibition is that it got under my skin somehow the next few days. Have you ever had this experience where you think there must have been, you know, I've obviously missed something there. So I started to do, I don't know what you would do, I started to Google Rachel White Red, and uh, I started doing some research, and I discovered three things about her work, which I just want to share with you tonight, which I hope will help us uh, think a little bit about Christmas. Now, the first thing I discovered about Rachel is she wants you to look again at everyday objects. She thinks we're too busy, uh, we're snowed under, with Twitter and email, we're running around like headless chickens, and we often just don't stop 
and look again. And uh, to be honest, she made me look again because I was looking at her things, thinking, I just don't get this. And uh, going home on the train that afternoon, I, I just could, it sort of stayed with me. And I want to suggest tonight that what's Christmas all about? Well, firstly, Christmas is a good opportunity to look again at really what uh, really is going on uh, in our world. And I want to encourage us tonight, we've gathered to look again, actually, at the story of Mary and Joseph and Jesus, this nativity story. And I don't know about you, I used to think uh, it's a great story for kids. I love the whole uh, nativity place, so one of my most fun things. But actually, this is a story, a massive story with huge implications for uh, the world, because uh, what's happening is uh, the light of the world has come in the person of Jesus. This is really what lies at the heart of Christmas. There's all sorts of great stuff going on, but this is the center of Christmas. Jesus, the light of the world, has come. As we heard in that that brilliant reflection earlier, the people walking in darkness uh, have seen a great light. On those living in the shadow of death, a light has dawned. So, Look again. Uh, I'd encourage you to look again in this run-up to Christmas. I remember the first time I went to a church service, this guy stood up and he said, uh, he said, did you know there's historical evidence for the resurrection and uh, existence of Jesus? And that sort of got under my skin a bit. I was working as a lawyer at the time up in London, and it made me sort of look again at what was going on. So that's the first thing, look again. Secondly, Rachel uh, wants you to look deep. She wants you to look deep at things. Don't just look twice, look again. Look deeply at things. And there's a sense in which we need to uh, reflect on really what is happening in our life and our world. And actually, when I saw this massive, great um, staircase, what I didn't realize was it wasn't a staircase. It's actually the space inside the staircase. Mm. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. And the bookcase, it's not a bookcase, actually. It's the negative space, the cavity space, however you want to describe it, uh, in the inside of the bookcase. And would you believe the same goes for the mattresses? It's not a mattress. It's the inside of the mattress. And would you believe it? The hot water bottle, it's not a hot water bottle. It's the space inside the hot water bottle. And Rachel says, if you read her interview, she said, I want people just to get on the inside of things. I want people to know what's happening on the inside, not just gloss past things. I want to ask, get under the skin of things, and ask what's really going on uh, in the inside. She says, actually, one of her phrases is, I want to make the invisible visible. I want to make the invisible visible. What's Christmas about? Well, I I would suggest tonight, it's not just the light uh, of the world coming, it's God making the invisible visible. God is spirit, but he's taken on skin, as that reflection said in Jesus, and he's shown us what he's like. And so this is a a time when we can look a bit deep and actually come to God who is with us. This is what Christmas is about, the fact that God is with us. You might not have thought about him, you might not like him, you might have totally ignored him, you might love him, but he's with us. He's with us tonight. And I don't know what you've made of 2017, but I think it's been a sort of, I don't want to be be depressive. There's been a lot of good. Um, What's happened? William and Kate, they're having another child. That's good. Uh, Harry's going out with what's her name? Uh, She's engaged to Meghan. They're getting married on uh, the FA Cup final day. And um, 
Raksu won X Factor. Uh, strictly, you know, there's been, there's been some good stuff. The England rugby team have done well. Um, but actually, it's been a strange year. You know, if, I was thinking about it. It started with a new American president back in January. Uh, we've had some awful terrorist attacks uh, in London, two in London, one in, uh, one in Borough Market, one in Westminster Bridge, uh, one up at uh, Manchester Arena. Um, what else has happened? We've had uh, the awful Grenfell Fire uh, Tower Fire, you know, amazing service last week. That was absolutely awful. And other terrible things have happened, like Harvey Weinstein, that scandal which uh, hasn't just shaken Hollywood, it's just gone uh, all around the whole world, the whole Western world, really, this uh, scandal and uh, the way women have been treated. But there have been other things. Rohingya uh, Muslims in Burma have been persecuted, and then the Middle East, the last thing the Middle East needs, and it's kicking off again uh, the last week in Bethlehem and the West Bank. So uh, there's a sense with Brexit, too, we're living in disorienting times, and yet Christmas is a time when we can look again and look deep and be encouraged by the fact that God is with us. In the world, he is with us. And uh, actually, that's a source of great encouragement. For unto us a son is given, unto us a child is born, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, of the increase of his government, there will be no end. These words speak of God being in control and having plans and purposes and being with us in the midst of these slightly strange times that we find ourselves in. And also, may, may I be personal and say, I don't know what sort of year you've had personally, 2017. I don't know whether it's been a cracker and you got married or you've had a baby or something uh, seismically good has happened. Or you've had one of those terrible years. It happens to all of us from time to time, doesn't it? Maybe you've lost someone or someone you love's got ill. Can I encourage you to look deep, look again, and know that God's with you? The third thing I wanted to share in my explorations around Rachel's work is that she doesn't want us to look again. She doesn't just want us to look deep. She wants us to uh, actually look for life. And actually, uh, it took me a while to work this out, but it, I, I'm not the quickest person. The staircase... It's not really about staircases. It's about the people who use the staircases. The same is true of the bookcase. It's not really about the bookcase. It's about the people who read uh, the books. The uh, mattresses, it's not about the mattresses. It's about people who use the mattresses and sleep and rest and try and get some uh, peace and quiet and, and the, the hot water bottle about people uh, keeping warm. And she wants to talk about people. And uh, actually, the hot water bottle isn't a hot water bottle. The title of the work isn't Pink Hot Water Bottle. It's actually untitled. And then torso is the word. And she's literally made thousands of these torsos. And she says, actually, they remind me of people in all of their beauty, in all of their majesty, in all of their vulnerability, in all of their fragility. And she said, uh, actually, I want them to find life. I want them to find life. And The Independent reviewed this exhibition. It said, she shows what's in the inside, the spaces on the inside of things, and in so doing, brings them to life or gives them a life that we'd never otherwise notice or imagine. Thirdly, I want to suggest that Christmas, actually, 
is a time just not when the light of the world comes, not just when we remember that God is here and with us, but he's also for us. God is for us. And I don't know, I, I sort of first went to a church, I thought, oh gosh, yeah, that seems to be a waste of time. I then thought the evidence for the existence of Jesus, I studied that. Uh, I did this thing called an Alpha course and took that further. But actually, I thought God would probably uh, be out to get me. I've never felt like one of those people who are, are really great. I still think, gosh, he'll, he'll just roast me given half the chance. But actually, God is for us. He loves us. He delights in us. He believes in you even if you don't believe in him. And uh, his light shines with love, unconditional love for each one of you. It shines with grace. You don't have to be perfect and sorted and altogether sussed to come near him. He's gracious. He welcomes all. And uh, his light shines with truth. He wants to lead you into life. He wants to guide you into life. He might not wear Armani glasses, but he wants to actually guide you into life and life to the full. He says, I've come that you might have life and life to the full. And to be honest, I've become a follower of Christ about 20 years ago, and um, I have to say he's led me into life and greater life. And as I go on with him, uh, I'm expecting to discover more and more of his life, and I feel excited about that. Life today, but also finally, such as his power, life in the future too. For God so loved the world, the Bible says, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So we defeat death when we come into relationship with him, into this personal friendship with this Jesus who is the light of the world, who's with us, who is for us, and who loves us and delights in us, and who would love to uh, welcome you this evening if you, if you haven't had that relationship.